Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. I'm really excited about today's guest, uh, Jen Potter. She's um, goes by the Instagram handle Jen at Live Your Best Life, and she's a public figure. She's an entrepreneur, venture builder, and speaker, and she's also into surf therapy and a runner. So I'm really happy to welcome her onto the show and share her expertise. So Jen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I know uh, we had connected through mutual connection. So, you know, tell people about your story, your background, and we'll get started. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, my name is Jennifer Potter. I am a serial entrepreneur. I own um, currently four businesses and I have a fifth with a partnership. I also work with a nonprofit, like you said, Surf Therapy. I just ran the Boston Marathon and I also have three kids and uh, yeah, just super busy all of the time, but I love everything I do. Yeah. And um, I love that. And so, you know, kind of one of the tenants on the podcast is, you know, this idea of freedom. So financial, time, health, location, emotional. And so you have embodiment of all of those and kind of tell people about, you know, your, your philosophy, um, how you got started, uh, how you live your life mindsets, and we'll get into the work that you do with your clients. Yeah, I love that. You know, I finally got to the point in my life, and it was a little bit before I turned 40, that I realized that I was burning out very quickly, that I wasn't being efficient with my time, that I wanted to do all of these different things, but I didn't know how to do all of them. And so I started my first, well, my second business, but the first of the four that I currently have, I started an inspirational apparel company because I wanted to teach myself how to run a business. And once I got that off the ground, I realized for me, it came very easily. I really, really loved inspiring and uplifting people. I made a decent amount of money off of the t-shirt company that I invested in myself. I then started a professional babysitting and nannying agency called Mamas and Babysitters. And that launched right before the pandemic. And, you know, we were definitely needed at that time. I didn't think my nannying services were going to kick off right away. But three months into the business, that was our biggest thing was, you know, placing um, nannies with families who needed them for frontline workers. Through there, a lot of people needed to have their house cleaned. And so we offered like cleaning services through our babysitting company. But we realized that so many people were asking that weren't current clients. So I started a cleaning company. And for myself included, right, I have three kids, I needed a babysitter. So I started a babysitting company, I need my house cleaned, I started a house cleaning company. And then once I decided 
decided that, you know, I really love doing all of those things. My passion lied in helping other people start businesses. So I launched a consulting company and my consulting company is probably, it's what means the most to me because it allows me to really give, you know, teach other people the skill sets of being able to run a business. I mean, I think entrepreneurship comes natural, but it can also be taught. So I think that, you know, teaching people those basic skills helps them to run a business. But then at the same time, I had to teach people how to, you know, manage their time because a lot of people tend to, you know, be all over the place, think that in order to start a business, you have to work 24-7. Well, you do have to work a lot at first. You don't have to work 24-7 to be efficient. So I actually all over the country teach scheduling and time management, how to do all of the things that I do and still have free time. So it, that's probably one of my favorite things. But if you asked me five years ago, if I would teach that, I'd probably laugh in your face because I was that person who was all over the place. But once I realized how to really manage my time and be more efficient, delegate a lot of my responsibilities, I'm making more passive income. I'm able to help other people grow their businesses and be able to live the life that makes me truly happy. Yeah, yeah, so well said. Um, and so, you know, kind of describe uh, the, um, you know, what you're doing with clients now, how you're helping them. A lot of the uh, audience on the podcast are female executives, entrepreneurs looking to create side income streams, businesses, maybe jump the full leap into entrepreneurship. So. And that's my favorite. So when I first started, I, I would tell everybody, you know, I want to work so with someone who's like me, which is still true. But at the same time, I, I kind of had this broad overview. I'm like, I want to help anybody who wants to start a business, who has that brain that's all over the place, right? I have severe ADHD, if you couldn't get, tell. Mm -hmm. But for me, it, it wasn't just that. I started noticing that the people that I had the most effect on were women of my age, between the ages of 35 and 55, who were going through burnout, who realized that they weren't living the life that made them happy. They see me post and they're like, you seem happy all the time. I'm like, because I had to change my life. I was a financial analyst before I started all of these businesses and I really loved it so much, but it wasn't what brought me joy. I love doing numbers, but I felt like I was making building an empire for somebody else. And so for me, it was really important to, you know, do the things that made me happy at that point in time. And then now I'm able to inspire and help other people do that the same, both whether it's someone who doesn't have a business, who they're an executive and they want to make a change or they, like you said, they want a side hustle. They want a side business because that makes them happy. I work with all different types of clients. So whether it's someone who runs, you know, a big multi-million dollar business or someone who has the stream of starting like, you know, an Etsy shop. So I, I love that all my clients are so different. Yeah, I love that. Um, so kind of describe this, um, this path um, when you because you have several things you've got, um, you've got a podcast, you've got a mastermind, um, looks like you're your speaker as well. Um, and just, you know, checking out your, your, your social media channels, you know, you're quite active. What is, uh, you know, kind of describe this this area of the influencer, um, what's the most important skill to have? The most important skill, I think, to be authentic, and I know that word gets thrown around all the time, but what you see is what you get. So the person I am with you and the person I am with, you know, my family or, you know, anybody in between, I'm never not the same. So I'm always like I'm always the same person no matter where I go. And, you know, for some people that it seemed a little bit much when I was growing up because I was always that person. But now, you know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, I genuinely like you because everything that you say is it's it's real. And I mean everything that I say. I don't like to sugarcoat things. So if someone asks uh -huh. me my opinion. I'm like, 
okay, if you ask me for my opinion, I'm going to give you my opinion, but just remember you asked me for my opinion. So, and it's just an opinion, right? And, but I, but same, I love feedback. I love feedback. It could be positive or negative. If someone gives me negative feedback, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what can I do to better myself or better my businesses? And so it's through all of that type of correspondence that I feel like, what it's what truly makes me me and and I believe in it I also don't believe in competition which is funny because I've run a lot of competitive sports but I tell everybody that everything that I do I I do these competitive things but I'm more like a, a recreational athlete so like <laughs> I got the same medal that the person who crossed the Boston Marathon first got we both got the same medal I mean our times were completely different but everything that I do I'm still accomplishing the same thing it just takes me a little bit longer to get there yeah yeah I love that um, and transitioning into this idea of, um, you know, we'll get into this, the idea of sports and recreation and athletics and, um, but what is a, what's a venture builder uh, you that's, that's, I'm quite interested in how you describe that. Yeah, that's a great question. So that was a term that, um, a capital investor actually, you know, gave me like two years ago because I didn't know what it was. I was like, I want to help other people in business, but I don't have money. He's like, that's called a venture builder. And so a venture builder is like a poor man's, you know, venture capitalist. And I wouldn't say poor man. It's everything that we do is sweat equity. So when we give our information or we partner with somebody, yes, you know, there there's money involved, but it's not to the, to the point that, you know, a venture capitalist would turn around and they'd hire somebody like as a consultant or something like that. I'm the person who does like the legwork, connects all the people. And typically when I partner with a business. So I, I go into partnerships and I typically have like a write out plan. So within a certain period of time, I'll be written out of the business. So they'll go and they'll own it on their own, but it will give them the opportunity to kind of have access to things that they wouldn't necessarily have because a bank won't give them, you know, a $10,000 loan or they won't, you know, it's hard to get the training or the things that they need to start a business. They have this really great idea, but they have no idea what they're doing. And for me, business is really simple. Like I kind of tell everyone the backbones are all the same, just the business is different. So if you can see that every business is the same, but you know, the product is different, it, it makes sense in my brain. So I love teaching people those skill sets and kind of giving them those things. Cause to me, it's something that comes easy, right? Like, you know, you have your PhD. That's probably something that came very easy to you. And, you know, there are other people that will never, never achieve that because it might not be something that comes easy. And so I realized what my skill set was. And I also think personal skills, I think, really helps me with the venture building because I'm able to connect with them on a personal level. I've always wanted to be a venture capitalist. I don't come from money. So I've had to kind of earn it all on my own. So my goal someday is to own a, you know, venture capitalist firm and be able to invest in people who don't necessarily have that opportunity. Yeah, it's it's so well spoken, and um, I love this. Uh, it kind of reminds me of this uh, idea of the serial entrepreneur, and uh, just kind of build like you love to build, you love to create. Could be through networking partnerships, and um, so you know, kind of as we you this analogy between sports and um, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to are. You know, all of them have been involved in some movement, some athletics, um, and, you know, so many benefits. So kind of talk about uh, the idea of um, athletics and how you use that in, in, 
as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So it's funny because, you know, other people actually make the connection between the two that, you know, a lot of people who are serial entrepreneurs, I think it a lot, a lot of it has to do with, you know, this, this go, go, go mentality for me, like it's an outlet. So like when I work out or when I go running, I'm, I'm in my own head. I get to listen to podcasts. I, it's kind of weird. I would, I would have never thought that I'd listen to a podcast when I go running, but now it's like, those are, that's kind of what I listen to because some runs are really long. And so for me, you know, I'm able to like be in my head. I can be creative. I can, you know, think about different things, but it just, I don't know. There's just, there's something about it. I've always been an athlete, but again, never like a, you know, top of the line athlete. I've always been someone who just, uh, when someone tells you you can't do something, I want to prove to them that no matter what it is, I can do it. Uh, You may or may not know this. I have a heart condition. I was diagnosed with it about 11 years ago um, this month. And uh, yeah, 11 years ago this month. And I was told that I would never run a marathon again. And it was the Mm. year after I ran my first Boston Marathon. And, you know, when I got that diagnosis, I went and found another doctor. And I went up to Boston and I was like, okay, listen, I want to go back to being an athlete. And the doctor's like, well, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Maybe there's other things that you can do. So I started Mm. running Spartan races because it allowed me to run a little bit, but not a lot. And I got my body adapted to that. And then, you know, after that, I was like, well, after I ran my biggest Spartan race that took seven and a half hours, I was like, oh, well, if I can do this, I can run another marathon marathon. So I kind of told myself and my cardiologist, I was like, just to let you know, like, I'm going to run a marathon. And that was, that was right before I had a heart attack. And um, then I had, yeah, I had a a mild, thankfully, no damage. It was a mild heart attack uh, in 2019. And then after Mm. that, it was kind of my goal. I was like, I will run a marathon. Like, we have to live our lives the best we possibly can. And I want to do things to inspire my children and people around me that if someone tells you you can't do something, I don't care if it took me over six hours to finish the Boston Marathon. I crossed that finish line. And I get teary eyed when I think about it, because it seems so far fetched 11 years ago. And now I'm, you know, inspiring other people to do it. So it, it means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, I love, uh, I love the analogy of sports. Uh, you know, it's like, a lot of the top athletes, they're entrepreneurs at heart. And so they're always trying new training methods, new mm-hmm. um, recovery methods, new diets, you know, whatever work, there's no um, barriers because it's all human performance so um which i love and you know when you're applying that to business and mindset resilience uh you know there's a lot of analogies so oh and some of the best entrepreneurs are you know athletes or former athletes fascinating discussion how can people contact you follow you uh you know check out your work reach out to you um you're quite active on instagram so yeah absolutely so i'm all over social media so if you look up jen potter if anything with jen potter and live your best life i should pop up on all social media handles because i'm a firm believer in living your best life every single day and every day is never promised so it's that's something that means a lot to me you know shoot me an email jen at epic47.com just reach out i love having conversations with people and for all the audience out there listening, Jen, for coming onto the show, uh, inspiring story, a lot of parallel about entrepreneurship, business, fitness, uh, personal development. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to 
thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.